Welcome to the Good Cities Podcast with news and information about city movements around the world. Brought to you by GoodCities.net. In this episode, Glenn Barth interviews Reggie McNeil, city coach of Good Cities. The interview addresses the question of how the church measures success. To shift to a kingdom agenda, Reggie advocates that churches shift the story, the scorecard, and stewardship of the mission. Hi, this is Glenn Barth. I'm the president of Good Cities, and today I have the privilege of interviewing our city coach, Reggie McNeil. Reggie, how are you today? Oh, I'm great, Glenn. It's good to be with you. Good to talk with you today as well. Well, Reggie, we're going to jump right into the shifting uh, of the church culture to a kingdom-centric agenda. And I, I want to ask you first, right off the bat, here at Good Cities, we advocate for a kingdom-centric uh, ministry agenda. And I, and, and I wonder, what, what do you mean when you're talking about a king, kingdom-centric ministry agenda? Why is this important to our city engagement? The kingdom of God is the central story of the Bible and God's revelation to us about what he's up to on planet earth. Uh, He was up to his kingdom before there was a planet earth and he's going to be king over his kingdom after there's a planet earth because the king is eternal. And so his kingdom is eternal and uh, it manifests on planet earth uh, with his devotion, his creation of life and his commitment to a quality life. I mean, it's, you know, so I talk about the kingdom as life as God intends. Uh, we start the Bible off in a garden with a tree of life in the middle. We end the book in the city with trees of life on both sides of a river of life. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. He says, and I've come to give you life. I mean, how did we miss this? The point is life. And that's what is uh, the kingdom of God is all about. And it's a quality of life that God intends. Now, this life has been assaulted early in the book. We have, you know, the introduction of sin, the fall, and God sends an angel uh, when Eve Eden is disintegrating to stand guard over the tree of life because he's not going to let it be extinguished. That's the power of life. But he is uh, also uh, working to restore and reclaim, recapture uh, everything that has been diminished by the introduction of the anti-life regime, which is, of course, Satan and uh, hell and, and all that's represented by the dark side of these things. And so all of, all of God's effort, and he's invited us into this. This is the amazing thing. He has invited and allowed us to become partners with him, co-conspirators, uh, co-invaders, in a sense, into this, uh, into this kingdom to, to recapture uh, and retake what hell has stolen, uh, as one of my friends uh, says. And so that's, uh, that kingdom theology is what drives us at Good Cities because we think the quality of life that God wants involves people's capacity to have access to, you know, to good health care and to, to be able to read so that they can get a job and provide for their families and and be able to, you know, uh, not just spiritually develop, but to develop economically and psychologically and emotionally and, and be in healthy community and, and in service to one another. All that stuff that Jesus talked about when he said, love God and then love your neighbors yourself. So 
We think that the city engagement rests on a theology of kingdom. That's why we talk about it being kingdom-centric. And, um, and, and that's a challenge, though, for some of the folks we work with who are, are sometimes stuck, uh, in, uh, like the, the majority of the North American church expression, seems to be stuck in a church-centric ministry agenda versus a kingdom-centric. So, in other words, what you're saying is we're really talking about a big change in terms oh, of huge. focus of the missional work of the church. It's huge because we were told that if we just built the church right and got the church right, and that, that would fulfill our responsibilities. Well, no, it doesn't. Jesus didn't say to pray for thy church to come. You know, it's thy kingdom come. He didn't say seek first the church. He said seek the kingdom. And uh, that, that's our first order of business. So when we shrink wrapped the kingdom down to just getting the church fixed or, or doing church well and focus all of our efforts on that. And, and you know, trust me, I, I don't want folks to hear what I'm not saying. I think church ought to be done well. And you ought to, if you're going to do things, you know, it needs to be done with X, all that kind of stuff. But that's not the end of the story. That's not the major uh, work that we have been called into. We have been called into the kingdom work of God. And that means that that's work that largely takes place in the world outside of what we consider to be, you know, kind of church concerns. It involves every domain, every, every uh, sector of life and every uh, uh, endeavor of humanity uh, to, for, for its own betterment. And so we've been called into that arena and that is a huge shift. You're right. Yeah. So at good cities, you know, we're committed to really helping the church make that step from a, a current church focus that says you all come to our church and you can meet Jesus here and, and develop in your faith in Christ. Um, what are some of the main components? You know, how, how, do, how do we help people understand, especially church leaders, what, what they have to do in order to make the shift from the current way church may be being done to really having a kingdom mindset? Well, one of the things that I, I try to help folks understand is that the church was never designed to be the destination. We're the hub, like an airport. Uh, when an airport acts like uh, the destination, it really uh, messes people's lives up because they really don't get up hoping to go to spend more time in an airport. They're trying to get somewhere. The church was given the keys to the kingdom, for crying out loud. We, so the church, it's critical that the church understand its mission. Some people hear a, a movie from a church-centric to kingdom is somehow uh, diminishing the role of the church. Exactly the opposite. I'm saying exactly the opposite. We diminish our role when we are focused on ourselves. We have got to unlock our role and unleash uh, and, and open up the possibility for folks to have the life that God intends. When we're doing our role exactly right, then we're we are actually uh, performing our mission and we're in consonance with God's will for us. Now, what you've got to do, though, if you're a leader and you're the church's institution and you're trying to say, okay, how do I help my church? Uh, you know, if I'm a pastor or I'm on the elder board or whatever else, there are three things you've got to do. And I know we only have time on a, a short podcast to give an overview of this maybe, but, um, but, but I, can, I can detail those elements and we can explore them later on maybe in detail. 
um, you have to change the story. And by the way, all three of the pieces are critical. You can't get a passing grade on two out of three of these. You have to do all three of these. You have to change the story, which means you have to have a narrative that matches the narrative of kingdom. The second thing you have to do is you have to change the scorecard. Well, right now, the scorecard of the North American church is very church-centric. How many folks come, uh, attend our gatherings, how much money they bring, how often do they come, how, you know, how big is our footprint in the community, all that kind of stuff. How many worship services are we doing? Well, that's fine. I, there's no, but we've got to expand the bandwidth of that scorecard of what we celebrate uh, to, be, you know, to be more kingdom-focused. You would be actually tracking whether or not our cities are flourishing whether or not families are doing better, whether or not people are, are, are able to, to, to read and, and, you know, and, and disease, you know, a whole host of things about the quality of life, abundant life, uh, including spiritual measures uh, that, um, that Jesus is, is talking about. And so our scorecard would be more reflective of a more, much more holistic impact in our communities than just, you know, our church centric uh, numbers. The third thing that has to change is the stewardship. Stewardship has to change. By that, I mean the leadership. That means the leadership agenda has to change, who the leader spends time with, how the leader talks about the story. I mean, when I do hand-to-hand combat in these, you know, consultings, where I'm just, I mean, we go over sermon methods, messages. We talk about what's on our websites. We talk about what does the leader talk about. We talk about agendas, for crying out loud, even of, of like elder meetings and, and church council meetings. And, and most of them reflect a church-centric model. I mean, mo- the community rarely gets on the agenda for the elders, uh, I mean, maybe if we finished everything else, you know, the budget and the next program and the next building and capital fund campaign, maybe someone mentions, no, I'm suggesting that that ought to be the number one topic. I mean, the ecclesia of Jesus' time, when he used that word, uh, that was a council that was concerned about the welfare of the community, for crying out loud. And so, I mean, how silly would it have been to measure, did we have a good ecclesia meeting? Uh, I mean, no, the, the, the point was, is our, what are the needs of their community and how are we addressing those so that they're better off? That's the word that Jesus used to hand to us to say, now this is your job. So why shouldn't elder meetings start off with interviewing the mayor or the school superintendent or, uh, you know, or the police chief or the sheriff and say, hey, what's going on in our town? Uh, you know, and what do we need to be aware of and how can we help? You know, that, that's the big, that would be the loving your neighbor kind of thing that Jesus is talking about. So all three of those things have to change. The, the, what we talk about and how we talk about it. In other words, the narrative that controls our values and our uh, application of resources and everything that we do, our attention. Uh, basically, uh, uh, you know, we're in an attention economy. So what gets our attention gets done. Well, the narrative has to become more sizzling about the kingdom and what God's up to in our city, not just about what's going on in our, our church programming. The scorecard has to change. We've got to expand. I mean, why not report on how many community service hours our folks are doing in case Jesus was serious when he talked about loving our neighbor and not just making up scripture? Why shouldn't we celebrate the fact that uh, our folks are involved in 47 different uh, community organizations and the impact? Why aren't we 
uh, talking in our worship services with our folks and saying, I understand you're on the arts council here. Well, tell us about, you know, what, what difference that makes, or you, you're involved in an after school program. What are you seeing about the kids there and, and what their needs are and, and the world that, that you're confronting? I mean, this is the kind of exciting stuff that people's lives are full of. And yet we seem to be devoid of that when we uh, step into sometimes uh, and just shrink wrap our scorecard uh, down to size. And then uh, again, since I'm talking to leaders, hopefully your agenda, your stewardship, what you think you're doing is, is critical and it's got to come under review and under a heavy kingdom uh, emphasis. Okay. So, yeah. So Reggie, you're, you're talking about three critical areas of change, our story, our scorecard and our stewardship. And, and I believe that most of those pastors who may hear this or church leaders who might hear this, they, they really want to live lives that are consonant with the gospel, with the New Testament, the Old Testament. They're seeking to live those kinds of biblical lives. Look back at the stories of Jesus in the kingdom. Look back at the scorecard that his disciples chose to write about. And the scorecard was what? It was the lives of people that were being changed because they were healed from diseases. It was the good news being preached to the poor. It was people being resurrected from the dead. I mean, there were outcomes, not just activities going on. When Jesus did the work and he stewarded that gospel, and you know what? I agree with you. He's given it to us. And And just as Jesus' disciples could see the outcomes that happened. I even think, you know, when we have people who are active, we want the school district to measure our, not just our activity, but what are the new outcomes that are coming as kids are reading more proficiently, as kids are being able to do their math more effectively, as uh, as the quality of life that they experience changes because we cared enough to do something that really mattered in the community as the body of Christ. God is alive and well, and he lives through us, and the kingdom lives through us. And I, I would say, by way of wrapping up today, a word of promise and hope to leaders. I can tell you that in the you know hundreds of leaders, or maybe thousands, uh, depending on the year and my schedule, that I encounter, um, the people who are choosing to lean into the kingdom are people full of life because the kingdom gives life. The folks that are ready to throw in the towel and who are battling burnout and who are, you know, depressed by institutional concerns that are keeping them from being able to do what it is they want to do are, are, are folks that are, are still mired in a church-centric kind of institutional-centric uh, way, uh, system, multiple systems that they're operating, wondering why they're so tired and why there's little power and why their souls are not being nourished. And to those folks today, I want to say there is a better way. You know, God wants life for you, just like he wants life for everyone else in your community. Lean into the kingdom. It is the life-giving. It is church as movement like it was in the early days that changed the world and will change the world again. Well, thanks, Reggie. This has been an exciting podcast today. And I don't know about you, but I am ready to go and uh, ready to be out there as a, 
as a soldier for the kingdom and someone who's ready to serve Christ in our world and really make a difference. The actions outside the walls of the church, friends, most of the time that's where we are, whether it's at work, at home, or in places we serve. And I want to encourage you to take Reggie's words to heart today. Thanks again, Reggie, for this exciting podcast. I was glad to be with you. Thanks for listening to the Good Cities Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe and listen in on future episodes. To get more information about Good Cities, join our email list, or to find out how to get involved in making your city a good city, visit goodcities.net.